Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time. All right, all right. If this is your first time here, we want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Jose, and I'm the lead pastor here, and together with my wife, Becky, and our amazing staff and team here, we want to welcome you all to our home, and we hope that you will consider making this place your home. All right, so welcome. All right, so let's get started. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. We are going to, we're about wrapping up with our series uh, the friend that Jesus loves. Show of hands, show of hands, uh, we gave an assignment at the beginning of the month uh, for us as a church family to invite someone to your home, whether it's to your home or whether it's out for lunch or whether it's out for dinner or breakfast, just to invite someone that you would normally never, never have lunch, dinner, or breakfast with just to say hello, catch up. Um, anyone has already invited anyone and have dinners already? Anyone? Man, you are generous people. Good. Good. All right. All right. All right. So um, listen, sign up and don't stop inviting me. Hey, pastor. No, I'm not the only person. No, invite anyone else. All right. Don't invite the other pastor. Don't invite him. Um, we, We don't need it. We want you guys all to share in this time of friends giving. Our two or better got together uh, yeah, uh, Friday, and it was such an amazing time to see all the couples get together and break bread together, and it was awesome. So um, I want us to—I just want us to take advantage of all month celebrating, finding ways to connect with each other outside of these four walls. So um, want to welcome our brother Jarrell. Jarrell visited yesterday, uh, sorry, last week, yesterday, visited last, uh, he was here on Sunday and uh, just connected with us and he was jamming with us today and what a blessing. Thank you, Jarrell. We pray blessings over you, your family. So let us pray. Let us get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you for the amazing worship team. We thank you, Lord, for the amazing uh, 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 volunteers this morning. We thank you for the people here, Lord. We thank you for those that are online. We thank you for that man, that woman, that child, that young person, Lord, that is watching this morning. Father, we pray that by way of this means, Lord, that, Lord, that you can do your work. You can make an impact in their lives, Lord. And I pray above all things that the love of Jesus Christ engulf them, Lord, all of the days of their lives. Father, we thank you for this time together as we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. So, you know, as we get to the tail end of our uh, series, The uh, Friend That Jesus Loves, our emphasis and focus has been on friendship between us and God. Friendship between us and God. And last week, I focused on I focused on who God didn't call a friend. I used several examples of men and women that loved that loved God and God loved them without a doubt, but still they never ever were called friends of God. We talked about Moses, we talked about David, we talked about Mary. God loved them all, but God never called them friends. And so today, I want to land on the one and only one person that God called his friend. I want you to think about that for a moment. 
So many important giants in the Bible, many champions of the faith in the Bible, and still, out of every character in the Bible that you may know, only one God called his friend. Think about that. And that was Abraham. Abraham. One person God called his friend. Now, in a day and an age where everybody is chasing after religious titles, religious titles, everybody's chasing after having the title of a pastor or the title of, of, of an apostle or a bishop uh, or an evangelist or a prophet or a pope or a chief priest, chief, I've, I've heard of chief apostle, chief doctor of the divine call and I mean I, I can't even keep up with the titles. Being considered a friend to God out trumps any of those titles. And it is my heart, it is our heart that instead of running with titles, can we chase to have a relationship where God can call us his friend? Genesis chapter 20, uh, 12. I'm going to read five verses and then I'm going to get right into this. Read with me. The Lord has said to Abram, leave your, all right, leave your, okay, so what's the first thing God asked? Okay, pause here for a moment. Abram had never talked to God, had never heard of God, doesn't know. All he hears is a voice that says, And your, and your, and, so we're going to read this again, all the way from the top. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your, your, and your, and, next, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be blessing to others. I will bless those who and who with content. All the families on earth will be blessed. Will be blessed. Will be blessed through you. So Abram so Abram, so Abram, stop. So he heard and then he responded. He heard and he responded. So Abram departed as the Lord had instructed. And Lot went with him. Abram was talking about you too old. Talking about you too old to start again. Talking about you too old and you are no longer relevant. Talking about you're ready for retirement or you're ready to settle down and this is not your time. I wish I had a little more time. Abram was 75 years old when he uprooted his family and when he left to Haran. Everybody with me? Yes. There isn't many details about Abram's character. There, there's not a lot that's said about Abram. And um, Abram's name was changed to Abraham. 
There isn't many details of his qualities. So you can't find um, details of his attributes. Very, very simple ones that you can find in other men and women in the Bible. But why was he a friend? So as we look at the five verses that we just finished reading, two things really leaped out at me. The first one was that God said, God said, leave. Somebody say leave. leave. Come on, a little louder. Leave. Number two, Abraham left. Somebody say left. left. So what was the first thing he did? Leave. leave, right? That was the first thing he heard from God, right? He heard from God to say, leave. And then the second thing he did was what? Left. That was it. Did you hear anything from Abraham? God said he moved. There was nothing overtly special about Abraham. He was a pretty ordinary guy. Anybody ordinary in here? Anybody consider yourself ordinary? Because I know I, this is, we are in a new season where everybody is just special. I'm special. I'm amazing. I'm awesome. I'm all of those things. Well, Abraham, Abraham was, he was ordinary. He was an ordinary guy. But God calls him, and he responds. Abraham is at the root of all three major religions of our world. Judaism, Islam, Christianity, all have a claim to Abraham as the patriarch of their faith. Think about that. We're talking about almost six to seven billion Christians alone. This is, not, this is not counting the Jewish people, the Jewish folk. This is not counting uh, Islam. Guys, this is major. Major to think that all of this is out of the loins of this one man. The first thing that we learn about Abraham is that he believed. He believed a promise because we can observe his reaction and obedience to a command. God said to leave, and then you will receive. If you leave, then I'm going to do this. If you leave, then I will do this. How often are we just looking to receive without being willing to obey? I can tell you morning prayers. I, can hear, I hear it all day. Pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray for this, pray, 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 pray. For what? Gimme, 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 gimme. So how often do we look to receive without being willing to obey? Abraham's faith by far outweighs any other quality that we can observe in Abraham's life. Faith is a is a big magnet between God if if you want to if you want to attract God turn on your faith many times when reading scriptures we only focus on how wonderful it was of God to reveal himself to Abram but what we don't usually consider equally as wonderful is how Abraham responded to the voice that came out of nowhere Guys, that's pretty spooky. No, um, uh, let me say that again. That's pretty spooky. A word came, uh, uh, Yeshida, a word comes out of nowhere. A voice out of nowhere. Leave Delaware. 
Leave your mama house, leave your papa house, leave your family, leave your job, leave Delaware. And he was 75. Is that Emmy moving already? <laughs> Emmy. Oh, somebody told her to leave. <laughs> somebody told her to leave. <laughs> so, so think about this. How did Abraham even know that it was God's voice if he didn't know God to begin with? How did Abraham even come to the realization that this voice was really from God and not something that his mind had conjured up? He's 75 years old. 75. He's almost as old as George. Smile, George. So where did Abraham learn to exercise this kind of faith to obey this mysterious voice that tells him to leave? He's 75 years old. At 75 years old of age, Abraham is starting from scratch. And some of us are afraid because we're holding on to stuff that we consider a deemed valuable. And at 75, he started from scratch. He's not only risking himself, but he was also risking his family, his wife, nephew, his servants that were with him. The response of this extraordinary faith that leads to the blessings in his life is always going to cost something. But see, we want the blessings without it costing us anything. And by cost, us something, I'm not insinuating that we have to buy or or try to appease our way to God. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I mean is that extraordinary miracles, gifts, and blessings in our lives from God will always challenge us with, or with extraordinary giving up of things that we hold of great value for the greater things that God promises. There's always an exchange. You want this? Give that up. You sure? You sure you want this? Yeah, give that up. Can you give it up? God's call to Abraham started with what? With what? Leave. With what? Leave. Leave. Man, don't we love to hold on to stuff? This may be different for you. For Abraham, it was his family. For Abraham, it was his, his, his land or his territory of origin. But for you, it may be different. It may be something that God has been telling you to leave, to stop, to put away, to put off, to leave behind, to walk away from. But you're still holding on to it. Abraham gave up everything that one would consider of great value in one's life. He gave it all up. He gave up his natural ties to his, his birth family to his culture, his preferred ways of living to start from scratch. Often when Rebecca, my daughter-in-law, and her, her, her husband, my son, uh, get into a little bicker every once in a while, she'll remind him, I left my mom in Mexico. I left Mexico. I left my culture to be here with you. So get it together. And I'm on the other side. 
Can't argue that one. <laughs> but how, how, often, how often do we hold on to things? How often do we hold on to things because we're afraid of what's on the other side of what God has for us? Young people that are, are in college, that are in school, and you've, you've had to transition out from, from the areas where you grew up from. And, and you keep thinking about home and home and home and home and home and home. And there are times that God is saying, I'm trying to move you to something greater and something bigger. Abraham doesn't get into a tug of war with God. If you read those five verses, he doesn't get into a, a war about conditions and concessions with God before he goes. Well, before you go, I need you to do this, 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 or these are the things that need to happen. The Bible says that God said, leave, and then Abraham departed. Abraham didn't even know where go was. Listen to that. Listen to that. Abraham didn't even know where go was. God just said, go, I'm going to show you. He go, where are we going? Just, just go. He packed up and just left. Wives, could you imagine your husband? Could, come on for a moment. Crystal, come on. Could you imagine? Chris is telling you, hey, baby, pack up the kids, get your clothes, put them all in trash bags. But the, no, just. But my mom. No, she's staying. But, but, but my family, no, they're staying. It's just you and me, babe. We're going. Where are we going? I don't know. We're just going. Does that make sense? Corey, does that make sense? Corey, are you leaving? No. Huh? Think about that. Huh? We're going to leave, we're going to leave the mom-in-law behind. He said no, then no. <laughs> 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 I said, I dare you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Let's go. Pack up. We're leaving. Abraham didn't get into a tug of war with God. He just left. Galatians chapter 3 verse 29. This is why he becomes the perfect model of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. I'm sorry, Rebecca's over there. She's translating. <laughs> I was looking for her over there. She's translating today. But, but, but this is why he's the perfect model. This is in the New Testament. Everything that we read was in the Old Testament. This is the New Testament now. It was, and now that you belong to Listen, because this is for you. This is, this is for you. All right? This is for you. All right? Say with me. This is for me. And now that you belong to... All right, who belongs to Christ here? Who belongs to Christ? Right, some of you have questions. You don't know. Insecure. Okay. All right, we're going to fix that at the end. And now that you belong to... You are the... Can we read that again? Can we read that again? Now that you belong to Who are the two children of Abraham? Why? Why are we true? Why? Because we belong to Christ. 
Here we go. Is there another? You are. What is an heir? You do what? You inherit stuff. All right. You are his heirs. And. 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 Somebody needs to hear that this morning because you, here you pray blessings and you're praying about money or, or you pray about a house or a job and you're praying and you're praying and God's going like, I've already given it to you through your promise. It's already yours. Listen, it's already yours. We just pray for the wrong stuff all the time. Listen, it's already been promised to you. This is why we, this is what we do on a Sunday. This is why, this is why, where's Marcos? Marcos, give me that line. Everything, what, that, that everything, come on. Come on, sing it, boy. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. So what do we do on a Sunday? Do you have breath? Praise the Lord. So this is what we do on a Sunday. Why? Because we are heirs of this promise that was promised to Abraham. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. But see, we leave Sunday after Sunday, broken, busted, in spirit. I mean that in spirit. I'm not being condescending. I mean in spirit. Because we're victimized of everything around us and the circumstances around us. We can change it. Becky, this morning, we were, going, we were, we were driving from Dover, and, and we have 45, a 45-minute 45 trek. And in those 45 minutes, Becky and I have an arrangement. If you don't want me to fall asleep and crash this car, you better talk to me. So that's how we stay alive. She talks. And she finds she loves her life. And so, so that's what she does. She t- we talk for 45 minutes. And you know what she said? She said, we are so blessed to be in a country where, where, where it, you don't need a degree. You don't need a degree to be successful. Amen. Just don't need it. What do you have to do? Work. Get out there and work. And guess what, guys? In order to work, you don't need to pray to work. You wake up in the morning, go. Go work. Go hustle. It's out there. Go get it. Doors are already open for you. Why? Because you are a child of God. There are promises for you. So the single and most important characteristic of Abraham's life is faith. Somebody say faith. Faith. Our faith in God requires us to be responsive to his promptings. When he calls, we are to respond. But many of us, when we hear God's voice, the first thing we do is pray. God doesn't want you to pray. He wants you to respond. Move. See, we don't date God as many men now do women. I'm not bashing men. Be careful here. But many men get to test out the merchandise before marriage, and they see if it's up to their liking. And if anything is off kilter, according to their standard convenience or preferences, then they they kick, kick them off to the curb and out on the prowl for the next one. Even if children are involved. You can't date God that way. See, many of us try to date God that way. We try to date God. 
God's not interested in dating you. God wants a covenant with you. Faith in God is very much like a man who pursues a woman in marriage. He knows the value of marriage. He honors the covenant and the reverence of marriage. I don't shack up because I value marriage. Don't, don't give me, don't. <laughs> don't stir me up. We're saying yes to the proposal without knowing the journey. This is how, this is what marriage is about. Rebecca, did you know the journey ahead of you? No. And she left Mexico. Top student and the whole state. Top student and the whole state. Top student and the whole state. And she left it for my son. Great man. And I told her, are you sure? And Papa's on the other side. Not knowing what the journey was ahead. I don't know how many of you have ever heard Rebecca speak or preach the gospel. What a mighty, powerful woman of God she is. But she didn't know that that was in her loin. She didn't know that that was on this side of what she was leaving behind. There were careers, children, there were a new church family, new horizons for her on the other side of what she left behind because she responded to a leave, go. Rebecca, would you go back? And the best thing, she's got the world's greatest father-in-law. <laughs> I don't want us to misunderstand that, that we're not choosing God. You don't, don't flatter yourself. You don't choose God. The Bible says, that even before, even before, while you were lost in your sins, he loved you. God loved you. That is the gospel that the people need to hear. And as we experience God deeper in our walk, that we learn that God's decision for us precedes our decision for him. That we may think that we are choosing God, but we learn that God has chosen us long before our hearts were his. Jarrell, you may think you chose God and God is saying, no, don't flatter yourself, son. I've loved you in your mess. I've, lo I've loved you even before. Jose, I've loved you. Jessica, I've loved you even before. While you were lost in California, 
Living jacked up. <laughs> we'll leave it there. <laughs> Only one in the front row. And listen, listen. And these are the testimonies. These, these are the, the stories. We're all jacked up. And that God and our jacked upness loved us, loved us, that he has given us time for us to make our way back to him. That is hope. That is the hope, the love, the message, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Man, I love that. Faith, faith isn't, isn't much about us choosing one day to become religious as much as it is hearing God's invitation to follow him. Son, follow me. Daughter, follow me. This is why people can't explain it. How some people, out of the blue, just out of, out of the blue, just drop everything and go, you know what? I'm changing my life. I'm done. You what? Yeah, I'm done. No, I'm done with that. Like, are you sure you're sure? No, I'm done. It's, it's done. It's behind me. Why? It, you're answering a call. It's a prompting in your heart that's saying enough is enough. Come on. And I know some of you have been hearing this. Some of you have been wrestling with this. And you're trying to say, is it me? Is it Oprah? Is it Dr. F what is it? I'm hearing something that's calling me. And this is where we have to start. If we want to discover these mysteries of this friendship, the secret of God's friendship. No one taught, think about that. No one taught Abraham about our heavenly father. No one. Abraham, Abraham had no pastor. Abraham had no Bible. Abraham had no Sunday worship service. Abraham not, had no, he had no Bible study. Where's um, Isaac? Isaac! Isaac! You're a cameraman. There's nothing for you to film out there. The action is here. Did you hear what I said? Abraham had, because you're not here. Abraham had no Bible study, no Bible institute. He had no, he had no degree. God said, go, and he left. However, no more important title that Abraham had than the title of a friend. A friend to God. Listen to what Galatians chapter 3 verse 14 says. That through, through, Jesus. through, Jesus. now let me stop there because this isn't through the pastor. It's not through the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist. It's not, and I'm not against the fivefold ministry. Not whatsoever. That's not what I'm talking about. This is not through a, it's not through a doctrine. It is not through a seminary. It is not through a church ministry. It is through, Christ. it is through Christ Jesus. God has blessed. Stop. The Gentiles are non, non-Jews. All right. So if you're not a Jew, then we are considered to be Gentile. All right. With, but he did what? God has blessed the Gentiles with the, same. with the, same. with the, same. what is, what is the same of something? Equal. Equal. 
Equal. It's the same thing. With the same blessings that he promised to Abraham. The same. The same. Continue. So that. So that. Who are. Who are. Who are. Who are. Come on. Who are the believers? Any believers here? Any believers? Any believers? So you who are believers might. Might. The promised Holy Spirit through faith. Over and over what we hear in the Old Testament in the Bible is that God calls Abraham, he calls, he calls God the, the father of Abraham. He calls him the father of Isaac. He calls him the father of Jacob. He's a generational God. Listen, I am on this side. My father has been away. Where's Jemaida? Jemaida, how long has dad been gone? 16 years our father passed on. Six, listen, I am living, I am living, Jomina is living, my brother is, we are living on the blessing of the God of Jose Carmona Sr. He is the father of Jose Carmona Sr., Jose Carmona Jr., Jose Carmona III, Nehemiah, because you didn't want to name him the fourth, you jerk. And <laughs> I'm sorry, sorry, that came out, that came out, that came out, that came out. But he is the father of Adrian. He is the father of Adrian Jr. He, he is your father. He is. Are you understanding how this works? It doesn't stop with grandmom. It doesn't stop with mom. It goes from one generation to the next generation to the next generation. Parents, don't stop fighting for your children. Don't. The sacrifices of today will pay off. I'm telling you, it pays off. I know that there are many of us who are here today. We are here as a result of a woman's prayer or of a man's prayer. Come on. I remember Corey sharing his testimony and, 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 and how his mom, his mom was a preacher. And she preached and preached and preached and preached until she no longer had members anymore because they had all passed on. That's how long she preached. But you know who were the last people to take that message and continue it on? Her own children. And I want you to, I want you to know, guys, this is why this is, this is vital that your sacrifice on a Sunday, on a Sunday that you get your butt up. So early in the morning to make it to an 11 o'clock service. An 11 o'clock service for those that get here on time. And you only do it 52 times a year for an hour and a half. Hour and a half when Adrian doesn't give a uh, worship concert. That's all it is, 52. Imagine the impact that that will have on your children, on your children and your children's children. Man, I was sitting on a corner and out of the corner of my eye, I'm watching my, my grandson, Jaden, singing, and he's got teeth missing everywhere, and he's just singing, your goodness is coming around, it's coming around. And he's singing out, his, his butt out, butt off, and I'm like going, that's, 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 a, that's the third and fourth generation. Praise God. 
praise God. Over and over, it tells us that now we can say that God is my God, but he's also the God of my children and my children's children. He is a generational God. That's the God we serve. Romans chapter 40, as we begin to close out, chapter 40, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 4, verse 20. Abraham never, never, Abraham never, this is, this is, this is, this is the one quality here. Listen, what didn't Abraham do? What is wavering? What is wavering? Huh? What is it? Seesawing. One day I think I am, another day, whatever. Another day I am. No, Abraham was consistent. Say consistent. Consistent. So Abraham never wavered in what? Believing God's promise. So ho, 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 ho. Does it say that Abraham waved, never wavered in believing God? No. What, what was Abraham believing in? God's promise. You got that? Why? Because we have many Christians that are out there just as busted and jacked up as people that are not God's children. And why? Because they don't understand God's promise. Man, well, if you understand a promise... You have to understand a promise. I love reminding my siblings. Yo, you know who your dad was? Huh? Come on. <laughs> Yo, you are Carmona. Do you know that name? That name has weight. Not because of anything other great, uh, anything great other than the promise of God for that man. Man, I walk in that promise. Boldly, not arrogantly, boldly in that promise. So, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his, 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 his faith. What? What did it do? What did it do? It grew stronger and in this he brought glory to God. God wants our faith to increase, but he doesn't want a faith for to, a faith in us to increase in that we're sitting around waiting around for stuff to happen for us. That's not the kind of faith he wants us to have. He wants us to have faith in his promises. And the more we grow in those promises, this is why we read scripture. It is so funny to see people go back and forth bickering and arguing about their point in the Bible. Oh, it's what the Bible means. The Bible means this. Scripture is this. Scripture. You don't know your promises for yourself. So, his faith grew stronger, and this brought glory to God. Next, quickly. He was fully that God is that God is he is fully what are you struggling with? What are you going through? You need to leave here convinced Fully convinced that God is able. God is able to do what? What whatever. Whatever he promises. Listen. And because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. And when God counted him as righteous... It wasn't just for Abraham's benefit. It was recorded next for, 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 
for our benefit too. Assuring us, God will also count us who counts you as righteous? God. The pastor? God. The church? God. The elders? God. The deacons? God. God calls you righteous. Listen, and if we believe, listen, if we believe in him, the one who raised Jesus, or from the oh my goodness. There's one more, there's one more. He was handed over to die. We talked about Jesus. This is what the cross is all about, guys. This is what the cross is all about. He handed him over to die because of you were messed up, guys. You were jacked up and you would continue to be. However, and he was raised to life to make, to make, somebody needs to hear that this morning. The pastor don't make you right. The church don't make you right. Jesus made you right. Did you ever think that you could have a friend like God? Could you imagine God wanting to be your friend? Could you believe that God looks past all of your mishaps and shortcomings, your qualifications? That he looks past Anything you could ever gain in the church, a church movement, a ministry, God goes directly into your heart, right into your heart. God is looking for men and women that are ready and willing to leave and respond to his prompting. The Bible says that nothing, says nothing about these special qualities in Abraham's life. Nothing attracted Abraham to God. It's just the mystery of God's choosing Abraham by grace. Everyone in this building, listen, you don't choose him, he chooses you. God calls, God calls, and we're left with only one option, to respond if we believe. When he commands us to give up the world, he invites us in the same exchange, leave the world behind and receive my promises. Leave the world behind, receive my promises. But you cannot receive if you are still holding on. So I want you to stand to your feet this morning. There is a rhythm to God. There is a rhythm to God. There is a rhythm to God. He commands us to obey. He commands us to obey him. And as you obey him, immediately, in exchange of your obedience, he gives you his blessings. He gives you his promises. Acts 16, 31 says that, believe in the Lord Jesus, believe in the Lord Jesus, that's, an, that's believing, believing is it's obedience. If you believe this command, believe in the Lord Jesus, you will be, you will be, Saved. Do we have the scripture? Do we have that scripture? Acts. No. Acts 16.31. But it says, Believe in the Lord Jesus. You will be saved along. Listen to the promise. 
with everyone in your household. That's a promise. It's a promise. Mom, dad, siblings, that's a promise. Believe. This is a prime example of a command and a promise. With all eyes closed this morning, all eyes closed. All eyes closed. No one looking at anyone, just all eyes closed. When we obey God's commands and we believe wholeheartedly in the promises, we become friends of God. Friends of God in the same way that Abraham was. So can you say this morning that you are a friend of God? Are you a friend of God? Can God call you his friend? And if you'd like to respond today to this command, to this prompting in your heart, his calling to follow him, let's make today that day. Let's do it right now. Tell God, God, I'm going to leave this right there where you are, right there where you are. God, I'm going to leave this behind. I promise. I promise I'm going to leave it behind. God, I'm walking away from this. God, I'm not looking back. God, I'm going to take a step in faith and another one in obedience. One in faith and another one in obedience. Come on, right now. Right now. Speak it into your heart. Speak it into your mind. Speak it into your spirit. Today is the day. I'm going to make, I'm going to take a step of faith. Many here today have been wrestling with this calling in your life, but you won't let go of what he's asking you to leave. And I want to encourage you, my friend, my brother, my sister, I want to encourage you that there isn't anything possibly too great for you to walk away from that's going to compare to everything he has ahead for you. The Bible says that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord that's a command. Anyone, anyone, regardless of where you are, regardless of your status, regardless of your condition, anyone who calls out will be saved. Will be saved is a promise. That's his promise. That's his promise. Thank you again for checking out our podcast. If you would like to find information about who we are or how to donate so that we can keep doing what we're doing, please check us out at www.scarletnotes.org. See you next time.